you are here at the Strong Body, Strong Soul show right now. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you trusting me. Thank you for pushing that play button. I am Maria. We're talking about energy all of the time on this show. I so hope that what I'm talking about resonates with you in some way today. Whether you are here for entertainment, education, inspiration, I welcome you. Let's see what we're talking about today. I'm so excited that you're here right now for this episode. It is an interview today with Lori Oberman. She is an MAMFT, a marriage and family therapist. And we're talking about social media addiction today. I have recently offered you guys an episode about social media conscious use. And I do hop around these social media platforms a lot because I don't know who's supposed to hear me. And it doesn't really matter. It's amazing the vibration of my voice can get out there to so many. But it is true. It is a problem. All over the world, this new age that we are in, we can find ourselves being glued to that screen, to that device, and living vicariously through that connection. So I hope you enjoy this interview right now with Lori. Let me know what you think. Here we go. I have Lori Oberman with me. She is a fantastic licensed marriage and family counselor in our area. Thank where you. do you practice? Where are you where are you stationed right now? Thank you. <laughs> I'm stationed in Westlake Village. So anyone nearby, Agora, Thousand Oaks, Westlake, uh, please come and visit LoriOverman.com. Nice, nice. And you have a lot of experience in tell me about your history with the school district. You yes. worked with them for many years. Yes. Before I went to private practice, I worked in the school system, LA Unified as well as Los Virgins Unified School. So Elementary, middle, high school, so I work with all different ages, and clearly in private practice, I find that you get the best results when you have all the people at the table. So I love to do family work. I do a lot of family therapy. I run a bereavement group. I'm going to be starting uh, parent-toddler time. So all different stages of life as we go throughout our life. I think that we all need a little bit of something. Yes, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. And I'm hoping this show helps people out there, too, because... I think we all go through our lives, and so often we feel like we're hearing the same thing over and over. Yes. Of course social media is addictive. Yes. Of course you shouldn't have that much screen time. Yeah. <laughs> but do we do it? No. <laughs> it's a part of life. Yes. Some of it is a part of time of life, and it's about that balance, I think. So I think it's so fascinating. I'm so excited that Lori has taken the time to be with us right here because your career path has taken you through the schools into private practice, and you're getting a lot accomplished. And I just, I really am so excited to hear your insights about social media. So let's first off talk about what makes it worse now than it ever has been. Good question. So let's, let's review history, right? The World Wide Web didn't come out until 91, okay? And then Facebook came out in 2004. And then iPads came out in 2010. So we're in 2019 right now. 
So it hasn't been a decade of the iPad. The reason why I say specifically the iPad, more accessibility. Mm -hmm. It's in the schools. It's in our hands. It's in toddlers' hands. It's in everybody's hands and there's so much screens available right, right, at right. all times. Right. And so I think, I mean, I was licensed in 08, so there was no diagnosis in the DSM at that time. There was no such thing as screen addiction. All these things are very new to our world. Right. And we need to be aware of it. So obviously I know that screens are, are here to stay. This is part of who right, we are. Right. But it's like, well, do we have an addiction? Or do we have young people and how are we going to set rules and boundaries that would be appropriate for our family in today's world? Well, I, I think it's so interesting that you talk from a historical standpoint because yeah. even phones were meant for the grown-ups, yes. right? Doing business. Yes. It was a business thing. Mm -hmm. First, the beepers, yes. right? Yeah. Right? The pager on your <laughs> yes. belt. That was really special and, for doctors. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and then it emerged into the phones. Yes. The phones in your car. I remember one boss. They were huge. Mine, it had a cord on it still at one point. Yes. But phones were for the grown-ups. Yes. And over time... It's and for the, the elite. Yes. And for the elite. Yeah, right? first the elite. But it's so accessible now. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that even the small DVD players, people, you remember those? I mean, we, people would be on the airplane with them, yeah. right? And your kid starts crying. Yes. And you, quick, give them the DVD player. Quick, a movie to distract yes. them. And it starts from such an early age. It does. Right? So we've got up the ante a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, I don't know how many people even have DVD players anymore. You don't need it's it. Op it's you, almost obsolete yeah. at this point. Yes. So it's just fun. That's why it's so key yeah. to what you just said about the iPad. The iPad has replaced that because yes. it's more manageable. It's easier to stick mm -hmm. in your purse or your backpack mobile. or whatever. Yes. You know, it, it's bigger, the screen. You can watch a movie better on an iPad it screen. or. Better. Or the, oh, yeah, and it's not as large as a laptop. Yes. So the kids are using those even more. Mm -hmm. Now let's it's talk about the schools. What are the schools giving the kids? They're giving iPads, right? So I think that it's important. So from kindergarten, yeah, from kindergarten on up, it is part of learning, which I totally understand that it does have a really great component. But there's an aspect of how long are they on screens at school? And I know that they have functions to make sure that it's safe. But a lot of kids are savvy nowadays that they know how to get off those, you know, parental controls. And so right. be very, be right, very right, aware. Right, right. And if you're checking, how often are you checking? That's a good question to have for you and your partner. How, how often are we going to do this? Are we going to look at the history? Are we not? Are we going to give them complete carte blanche? Right. Are we not? So these are just all questions as you're parenting. We didn't need to talk about these parenting issues 10 years ago, literally. Yes. These are all new and pressing issues that... We need to be aware of as yes. we're as we're raising our children as society is changing literally right by right. the day. Yeah. Right. Now, let me just say before we continue that obviously Lori and I are not techie experts. No. So there are a multitude of companies out there yes. that um, have services mm -hmm. to help you monitor your kids' social media. I'm not sure how effective they are or even if they're around. I have found myself that my kids, like you just said, yeah. kind of get around stuff anyway. Yes. yes, they're very savvy. Yeah, families can go in there and set the limits yes. on time, set the thing to shut off yes. at 10 o'clock, or mirror their kids, but I have a hard enough time myself. I, I can't to get off monitoring the screen. I have other, other people. people. Too, it gets tricky. It's very hard. So, um, and you don't yeah. want to turn it into a battle. 
or a huge you know power struggle because who wants that at 10 o'clock at night nobody right right so I think um you know just setting house rules around it just like you know if you don't wear shoes in your house are we going to have shoes around screens right right right. so I mean it's a whole other way of thinking well let's from a therapist standpoint Mm -hmm. the word addiction yes is no joke it's no joke and it's I mean there's no okay so um, this wonderful author who I, I want to note because if there is a okay. true addiction, okay. please look at this book. You can get it at your local library. She is here in LA. I believe she works at UCLA. Wow. But Victoria Dunkley had coined the term ESS, electronic screen syndrome. It's not in the DSM at this point. There's nothing in the DSM to say it's an addiction wow. dealing with screens. But all of her work is stating there's clearly stuff going on related to how much screen time. Okay. You know, psychosis, ADHD, more depression, lethargia, you know, even psychosis at some point, you know, depending on how many hours your child is on playing video games. Uh, uh-huh. So she's seeing major mental issues happening, you know, but obviously that's a very extreme example. But in general, I think it's important to think about, well, what kind of limits am I going to set for myself? Mm-hmm. As an adult right. with my screen, but what am I going to also give my children? Right, right. Now, you, we were talking earlier about how it's a global issue. Yes. I know that you yes. have a lot of insights. Of, it's what are other countries doing? Are other good. countries in the world experiencing the same phenomenon? Yes, good question. Yes, it's a world, the World Wide Web is a uh, worldwide problem now, yeah. obviously. So I think that internationally, they're always a little bit more ahead than America, right? So so in America, with my research, there was a couple different, you can send your kid to a wilderness program if there's real major addiction going for on. For electronic addiction? For electronic addiction, specifically. Oh. But I would say maybe there's a handful, like three or four agencies, like one in Colorado and one in, I mean, that are very specific to like screening. Like a rehab. Like a rehab. It's exactly wow. like, so wow. to remove all screens. But when you think about it, you would have to go to the wilderness to remove all screens. Wow. Right? Yes, Just yes. like a drug addict needs to be away from any type of drug, our ability to get to drugs. Right? That's this why is they're so scary security. because that's probably expensive too. Oh, very. <laughs> oh, but I will say like if you, you know, if you look in Asian countries and cultures, they're wow. way ahead of us. They have multiple addiction facilities because really? they realize this is a problem and we're going to do something about it. Americans wow. like to sweep things under the rug, to be honest with you. So yeah. we're a little bit behind the times, kind but I think this denial. is important that we're talking about it now, yes. right? I mean, no, no time like the present. So let's think about, well, what kind of rules do I have currently in my home? Is it working? If it's working, that's great. Yeah. Keep going. If it's not working or if it could be made better, not only for your children, but even as a couple, I know some couples that don't do screens on Sunday nights because that's just their screen-free night. Some people do screen-free nights. Do you do screen-free dates? I don't know. You wow. know, I mean, these are all food for thought things to think of. Because nice. I know when I'm going to date with my husband, I'll get a text and, oh my God, did you hear it? And yeah. so I even get distracted. So I'm saying it is a well, problem even for anyone, even if you're a therapist, okay? Right, right. I remember being at a Thanksgiving meal. Oh. You know, a huge table of yes. people. And someone's like, oh, look at my friend in China. They're doing yes. this. And I'm like, well, we see each other once a year. And, yeah. you know, the people in the room. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's, there's so much distractibility. Wow, yeah. And I think for us as adults, we didn't grow up with this. So we're learning what boundaries we need to place on ourselves as well as our children. Right, right, right. And that's really nice. important. To, yes. All right. We're going to come right back and talk about solutions. Yes. <laughs> 
um, for people out there. So I hope you'll come back and join us. And Lori Overman, talking about uh, I know. social media addiction. But come back. <laughs> Did we help you yet? Did yeah. we help you? <laughs> I, I think uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Some, some pointers and some ways to be aware and conscious in your consumption. Thanks for being here. I hope you are having so much fun listening to this particular conversation. It was so fun to interview Lori Oberman. In this next part of the interview, she is going to be offering some book recommendations. Don't worry about taking notes. I will provide some links in the show notes here. Do you know how to use those? In the description of this episode, there is a paragraph there describing the episode, and I will include some links there for you guys. Thanks so much for continuing to listen to the show here. And just so you know, there is an episode called Social Media Thoughts here on the show. And it is about how I hop around on different social media platforms. And yes, I know it is a problem, addiction. But be conscious about what you are consuming. Perhaps that episode on social media that I provided a couple of weeks ago might give you some some peace of mind when you're out here floating around. So have fun listening. Here we go with the second part. I am here with Lori Oberman, licensed marriage and family therapist, and we're talking about social media addiction. Right now, we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about how can you tell that it's a problem? Good How question. Do you know? <laughs> Good question. So, are your children hiding their devices? Is there been um, a change in their behavior? Meaning, are they more agitated? Are they more lethargic? Do they get irritable when you ask them to put it down? Of course, yes, right? Because all, wow. all children are ready. Yes. But is there is their grade performance? So, are their grades literally dropping? Uh-huh. So, this is obviously for more older kids. Uh-huh. But I think that it is really important that a lot of outburst frustration tolerance is much lower for younger children. Uh-huh. You know, okay, iPad goes away. And also, it's very interesting. The research shows that, like, you know, if you have the glow, that glow, that light before bed, how it really affects the chemistry in a growing brain. And if you have hours and hours of glowing screens on that brain that is trying to develop, it really has an adverse effect. Right, right, right. Just mm-hmm. like watching TV. Yeah. Too. Used but to the TV the is further away. The screen yeah. is right here, close yeah. up, which also they've determined has like an impact, a negative yes. impact. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And just that energy, what we were talking yes. about a moment ago, just getting on here thinking of passwords for everything too. Like how many apps do these kids have? And they need their passwords and they need all this different stuff. It's using so much of their brain. Yes. That could be used on other things. Well, it's like clutter. It's not real. You know what I mean? It's all clutter. And that's what the concern is. It's, you know, are they reaching their full potential? Or are they just captivated by something because of all the bings and whistles and to be liked, and all of that has a dopamine surge. Mm. I mean, that's exactly what addiction is, right? A drug addiction is a dopamine surge. It makes us feel good. But every little being, I mean, there's massive amounts of money going into research of how addictive can I make this game so we have the most people purchasing it. So, I mean, they'll literally put put electrodes on brains of gamers and say, how addictive can we make this game? Wow. 
a lot of money is being spent on this. So right. it's it's really, you know, disheartening. And when you think of all the big kahunas, like, you know, Steve Jobs or Mark Cuban or, you know, just all the... Why don't they let their children have screens? Why don't they let their children have phones until 14? So these people that are creating it are mm-hmm. not allowing their own children to have it. It's like, let's think about that. Yeah. They know something's going on that they're not really relaying to our society. Right, right, right. And it's really important. I want, I want to share really, I know, yes. off topic. Tristan Harris, he used to work for Google in Ephesus. So working for this big company, a young guy was so excited, he quit. He quit his big paying job because he couldn't ethically go on doing what he was doing to make sure that it become more addictive. So he's now, you know, he's got this big kick, look him up online, time well spent. Really interesting food for thought to think of. So wow. he's a really interesting person to like kind of he's like whistle, a whistleblower. whistleblow this yeah. whole system yeah. of what's going on. And we don't really think about, we just really like, the bells and whistles of being liked. Yes. What's his name again? Tristan Harris. Time well spent. Okay. So definitely look him up. It's it's very interesting information to just think about. Critical, you know, let's be critical thinkers about what we're ingesting. Yes. Well, because I, I have to, like we were talking, we've been talking about that balance. Yes. It does become a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at, a, at an event recently that was about meditation. A lot yeah. of it was about meditation yes. and balance and mindfulness. But the, at the end of the meditation, they're like, okay, get your phone out and take a picture of the screen so that you can get your free download on Twitter <laughs> and the Google and the Facebook And so page. let's get connected and and <laughs> Yeah, it's It gets just, you out of that mode. Well, yeah, but it, it's part of the way our society is going. Like, yes. We're not watching TV anymore very no, much. No. You know, most people that... I can talk to have a lot of, they feel like they have too many TVs in their house. That is true. People but they're not using the they're TVs not using. anymore, right? Yes. Because they have their iPad. Their it's phone, on their fingertips. And they're all watching it in separate rooms. Yes. Without talking about the same show. There's no Little House on the Prairie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone. <laughs> the few and far between. Yes. And we live in an area yes. of the world yes. that admittedly, has a little more affluence to it. Yes. So, but I, I still think, I think it's rare out there that people don't have so many phones in their Well, lives. I think, you it know, happens. it used to be an accessibility issue. Like, you know, when we were talking earlier about pages and it was such an elite thing. But yeah. now phones are accessible to young children, to teenagers. To, to, I mean, it's, it's to everyone. It's not, it's so accessible now yeah. that it's a human problem. You know what, too, I have to say, at church every year at Christmas time, uh-huh. we pick a family and we buy them gifts. Uh-huh. We, and it's an adoptive okay. family thing, right? Mm-hmm. One year I remember noticing the 15-year-old kid, he wanted an iTunes card. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, if we're talking about what you need survival yes. food yes shelter, shelter. <laughs> yeah you know and so i think that society is thinking yes. that a phone is an automatic necessity yes the kid needs an itunes card it's really sad and it just, it just yeah. surprised me so much i was like did, no matter what your economic level is a lot of people have the phones. Well, whatever brand, Apple, yes, whatever. It, it's so accessible Android. now. It yeah. has nothing to do with finances. Yeah. It is part of our world, and how are we going to 
utilize it in our world at this right, moment. Right, and we have right. a choice. We do have a choice. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and making a choice to not have any devices at all and to cut yourself off is a choice as well that few have few have made out there yes. probably no one on here because they're all <laughs> they're watching all, you please keep watching <laughs> no <laughs> but um that's extreme you, but you can also put boundaries yeah you know if you're going out on a date night with your husband or your wife you know should we say no screens is one going to leave their phone at home literally right, right. so you don't get the distraction of the text or the bing or the whatever it is you know are you going to what about say, your sex life Yes. It's like people are waking up in the morning, rolling over and picking up their phone. I do it every and, morning. And it's like, well, what happened to cuddling? Yes. What happened to morning sex? Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's not. It's, it's really not. affecting relationships in a yes. very real way. Yes. And I don't think people it's, are really talking about that. Because, yes. I mean, I know my phone's on my bedside, right? Yes. <laughs> I turn mine off completely off. Some people don't. My husband does not. He keeps his on all the time. So... Everyone is different. Everyone has their own comfort level of what they're willing to do with their phone and not do with their phone. Right, And I think this is just a critical conversation. Think about it. Do you want to do something different? Is what you're doing working? Do you feel like there's needs to be a little bit of, you know, twerking and changing and... Right. Yeah. And and bottom line is that whole idea of compassion. Everybody does things differently. Yes. So if I go to my kids' school and there's a family there, that has no TVs in the house. They don't do any me- social media yeah. at all. Uh, no judgment. Mm. But it is true, we can't deny it, that they're going to miss that PTA meeting because they didn't get the email. Well, and... So, yes. And is your child... balance. Yeah, is yeah. your child... I don't allow... Obviously, a lot of screens in my home, but is my child not as cool because he doesn't play those video games. Mm-hmm. I'm really worried that he's going to be socially inept because right, that right. social connection, but is that true social connection? Right. So now we have to think about, is it is it a false sense of connection? Which it clearly is because why is everyone on Facebook so sad? There's like been, <laughs> depression rates have increased significantly and then when, you know, all the research states, when you go off Facebook for like, you know, two yes, months, yes. you're much happier because you're not being evaluated by your peers. You're not seeing what your other peers are doing. You're focused on you and your family and what is going on in your world. Right, right, You know, not, right. not looking outward, but looking inward. Well, and we're trained to go to the painful stuff. If yeah. you see a bunch of newspapers and one says yeah. the weather's great, <laughs> And another one says, get ready for the big storm. It's sexier. The bigger the storm, yeah. the more people are going to buy that yes. magazine or paper. We yeah. all know this, and the same is true on social media. But for me, what I talk about so often is that conscious use of it. Yes, being balanced. Mm, yeah. yeah, we know it's here to stay. Clearly, it's in our life. But do you need to change things in your life? Do you need to change things in your home? Should you have rules or boundaries set for yourself? As well as your children. This is right. not just a kid's issue. This is a human issue. Yes. So, you know, maybe talk with you and your husband or, you know, you and your wife about, you know, how are we going to move forward? You know, yeah. I've noticed that this is going on. These behaviors are have been excessive. How, how are we going to do something different together? I think it's beautiful, too, to see, to go back. I remember when my dad first got a phone. Right? And he was an old... So I would say sometimes it's the older generation yes. that even gets more hooked on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my grandma, she had to watch 
certain TV yes. show at 3 o'clock every day, yes. right? But now it's accessible all the time. But I remember when my dad first got a phone, and I remember as an adult even mm-hmm. being annoyed because he would have the phone in his hand, in his pocket, all of the time. Oh. He had all of the notifications. Anytime someone voiced them, oh, who called me? Who <laughs> called me? Who called me? I'm like, Dad, we're having a conversation. Yeah. So it's interesting to go back. Distractibility. Distraction is so common. But that awareness of being kind of hurt and annoyed by that yes. makes me aware of my own behavior uh. to my kids. Oh, because I do notice once in a while now, I'm not lying, <laughs> my kids will be like, oh, mom, get off the phone. You know, yes. mom, yes. you know. I, I won't text while I'm driving. That's I will not. That's but good. I will hand my phone to my kid. Yeah. And say, <laughs> text daddy and tell him we're running late. <laughs> but this is how and our world works, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what could be so urgent that I ha- can't drive for 20 minutes and have the person on the other end. Everything is so urgent now. Well, immediate gratification. It's, I think yeah. we're just used to that. It's like our way of being now. And that's why, you know, impulsivity is on the rise. Because yes. we want everything immediate. Everything, yes. you know. And so that's why addiction. Because we want really great jolts of dopamine right. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? That yes. it's like, that's not really healthy to be at that flight or fight state. Yes. You know, you yes. can't be at that level all the yes. time. Yes. So it's having that balance, having that middle ground. I think it's so cool the way you defined, by the way, the way to tell of an addiction. Because yes. it's the same as true with anything. The first I mean, thing that popped into my head is food. Food addiction, because drug addiction. Because when you're hiding yeah. your candy bars, yes. you know, hiding candy bars, I hiding that bottle of vodka, <laughs> yes. hiding that device, yes. Is just as bad. It's all it's similar um, mm-hmm. clues, red flags, yes. red flag warnings, that irritability. Yes. If for my dad, for me to tell him to turn off that phone, horrific, like, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes. very interesting. Yeah. Yes, and that frustration level of the kids. Now, what book are you? Um, so I am a big proponent. So uh-huh. Glow Kids is phenomenal. They have in the back of this book. They have signs to look for, a whole laundry list. We don't need to go through that. But it just, it's a fascinating read. And this is the glow from the screen. Yes. Ah. Right? And so literally there's something going on in our chemistry from this glow. There's not enough research. As I said before, 2010 was when the iPad was introduced, so the accessibility. Mm -hmm. So there has been been long-term research even on... What is this doing long term to us, to our brains, to the developmental stage of children? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have kids that are adults at this point because it hasn't been out long enough. What are those relationships going to look like? What are those marriages going to look like? Is marriage going to be a thing? You know, I mean, I don't know. You don't know. And so it's just fascinating to talk about, to really critically think about how we're going to live our lives. Do we want to change anything? Do we not? Just because it's accessible to us doesn't mean we need to, you know, have it part of just your world. Just because you can. Just mean because you should yeah. at the level yes. that we find ourselves being pulled yes. towards it. And it is a pull. Yeah. It's those beings. It's, yeah. I mean, research has been shown that... Do you remember when we used to have VCRs? It was always red lights. Those red lights. They now have all become blue, correct? There, uh, There's been research done that people didn't like the red lights. Blue is much it more calming. Yes. It's like a negative connotation. Uh, but blue is a you know, less agitating... So little things, so there's been market research from VCR era to now. So I think it's important. We have to, we're, 
consumers be critical thinkers when you're a consumer. Mm-hmm. All these things are going on. We're not aware of how they're even, you know, like why, you know, why are things on the blue screen and not like the red screen? Or, yes. You know, all these things think about. Wow. Yeah. That we're not really aware. It yeah. is. Thank it you, is. Lori. Now, Lori, the, the places that you found in the United States yes. for treatment, what states were those in? Um, Colorado, I think Florida. I mean, there there's only a couple in the yeah. United States. So there are definitely need to more. Travel. Yes, mm. there are definitely more in international, you know, places. Yeah. Interesting. But also internationally, they're willing to talk about it more than we are, because mm-hmm. in American culture, we like to you know hide our mm-hmm. hide our shame. So this is clearly it's there's addiction going on out there right. for not only children for adults. People are addicted and they don't realize it. Whether it's gaming, whether it's on social media. There is addiction going on with screens. Right, right, right. Well, I think people in the U.S., a lot of places, to speak of something in a negative way, that yeah. critical thinking mm-hmm. is considered complaining and whining. Yes. And yeah. we're trained to think that way. Yeah. So... Just to be it's cautious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to be cautious and mindful. Yes. No, I mean, I'm not saying don't, you know, don't do that at all. I think that it is here. I think it's how people are connected. But at what level and to what degree works for you and works for your family? Right. If you're realizing it's not working so much or that gaming set, you know, system for the right. birthday or for Christmas, then unplug it. If it's not right, working, right, right. if it's causing too many issues, right. there's a power and control, you know, struggle always going on. Then yank the cord. It's okay. Just right. you know. Right, right, right. So, so your advice. You don't. You families don't need to go cold turkey. No. But once in a while. But either evaluate. like you know, screen free sundry. You know, and then we're gonna go outside and go on a high, every every Sunday. You plan something. Uh-huh. Or you know, maybe a day is too much. Maybe just for an evening. So from six to nine, we're not gonna allow anything. Right. Whatever works for you, there are options, and I think that's important to know that there are options. Yeah. We don't have to just live our life like a mouse, you know, just because it's like hench to us. Okay, let's like run with our phone forever. No, you can put it down. Yeah. You actually will continue living. You will continue breathing. (laughs) You might have a panic attack about it if you shut off your phone. But no, I mean, it's true. It's like, you know, someone asked you to shut off your phone. Right. Think about that. Well, what if you're not connected to your children's school or, you know, like what if they have an asthma attack? What are they, you know, all these anxious moments will come into your mind. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Can you let that rest? Right. Well, and on that note, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys take off. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time here on the show with me, Maria. Strong Body, Strong Soul is the name of the show. This is Lori Oberman. And I'll put information to find her in the show notes here. I'll also put the names of some of the books that she's recommending for you guys, if that'll help you out in some way. Thank you so much for your time. Bless you always. And make sure to be as conscious and aware as you can be in your life. Thank Thank you. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I hope what we're talking about helps you in some way. And I have to be honest with you. After I prepared this interview, I was talking with my 16-year-old son. And he was reminding me, there are people that have been found dead in cyber cafes in other parts of the world. From gaming. Same thing, screen time, social media, gaming. People putting their life at risk 
for that sought after screen time. What is going on? So I really appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate this platform so much. I love what I do. I love bringing more awareness to the listeners out there on many different topics, but I have to admit, it helps me personally. It definitely opened even a deeper conversation for me with my two teens. And (laughs) it's true. I picked up my phone this morning when I woke up to check some texting for some appointments that I have coming up instead of snuggling my husband. (laughs) Maybe that's a little bit too much information. But think about that. How does it play into your life? Don't forget to hug someone today and tell them that you love them. Look someone in the eye today and make real human connection. Thanks for being here. I hope you keep coming back. I want to apologize, by the way, for the volume a little bit. It was a little bit low on that conversation, right? That's okay. I hope you'll bear with me with this particular audio platform that I'm on here. I hope you're enjoying my voice and the content that I'm putting out here. Thanks so much for being here. You are amazing. I am so thrilled that you got to spend some time here at the show today. I'm Maria, just in case you forgot. This is the Strong Body, Strong Soul Show. And from whatever platform you are tuning in, I would so appreciate it if you took a moment to leave a review so that other people realize that maybe this is a great place for them to come visit as well. Please feel free to reach out across other social media platforms. Make sure to subscribe to this show and keep coming back. I love you. Just in case you have forgotten or maybe you never realized two different things I want to remind you about here on the show. Listener support. That is an option out here. If you want to contribute financially in any way for as little as 99 cents a month, you can sign up for the listener support program. Just check out the platform that you happen to be on to see how to make that happen. Thank you, Anchor, for setting that up for the show here. It would really help this particular content creator to have a little bit of support out there in that regard. Also, I want to remind you that my real purpose, well, one of them, is to share a meditation called Chakra Diana. I actually have an album out there. It is called Awaken, and it is available on CD Baby online. It's a downloadable audio meditation. It's about 45 minutes long and it is a detailed instruction. Walking you through it or talking you through it. The chanting process in my own unique way in order to help listeners out there. That is available. I went into a professional studio and it's it's a great album. Check it out if you feel like it. Awaken 
on CD Baby. Chakra Diana Meditation with Maria Humphreys. Mm-hmm.